0: Today we face the monsters that are at our door and bring the fight to them. Today we are cancelling the apocalypse!
1: Welcome to Canceling the Apocalypse, a Utopia podcast with Raf and Don.
0: It's us. We're here, uh, for your pleasure. It's very warm.
1: It's very warm. It's very hot out. It's I don't know what time it is. The sun is coming down. It must be close to nine. Um, but it's still very hot because uh, climate change, climate change, the end. End of sentence. The
0: climate changed.
1: It's been bad. Um, so I, last weekend I spent in uh, Plan C's um, Fast Forward, which is a, a interesting little sort of festival, but it's a festival of workshops and like art and stuff, but mostly uh, talks and lectures, which is a... Really interesting, intentional community. Like they really set themselves up. Plan C. If you don't know, I think it originated in Manchester. Mm, they have um, so. sort of activist networks around England, which are sort of like activist and educational, and uh, you know, they're, 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 they are very utopian. In yeah, fact, they're, they're, very, in they're very, they're like very they're utopian. Really they're very, they're very cool, um, good communists, essentially. Yeah, um, the C.
0: Stands, stands for communism. communism.
1: Um, so it was a really interesting uh, and, and educational and enlightening weekend, but it's also weird to spend time in an intentional community which is set up for a particular purpose. It's not a society that has fallen together, it is a society that is there for a purpose. And different people in that community have different ideas of what that purpose is. So some people were there to give their talk or, or to to engage in a workshop, some people were there to like make friends, and some people were there to drink. <laughs> to, to
0: get drunk in a tent. To yeah. get
1: drunk in a tent. Yeah. Um, and I think...
0: And you know, you it takes all sorts
1: because i have nothing against people who want to get drunk in a tent i just don't want them to do it in my backyard <laughs> exactly it's not my backyard it's derby mm. but no it was it was really curious like the people who came in um thinking it was going to be like yeah there was this really like huge age range of people there and they all had very different expectations mm. yeah it was a valuable experience but I'm, I'm talking about it mostly because like the intentional community thing is relevant to both of our texts now that's the least sexy way to talk about that is the texts that we're addressing. Such a
0: slow but also beautiful segue. Mm. I love it.
1: That's what I do. I'm the segue queen.
0: Yeah, so we're talking are.
1: about intentional communities, uh, only very sort of, well, not, not, not marginally, not tangentially, because both of the things we're talking about are utopian in the context of communities designed for a purpose. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Which is not all utopias Not at all, all
1: utopias at all. But what we are mostly talking about is... It's John Boyega week! It's John Boyega week. We're talking about two John Boyega films. There are more John Boyega films. A lot but we
0: do not want to talk about them because them,
1: they are Star Wars. He's been in other things. He's been in at least that one film about the prison riot, which I didn't watch.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that either.
1: Uh, he's been in several quite serious drama films that aren't sci-fi, but we are only talking about two of his sci-fi yeah, films. Yeah, I mean... I mean, neither of them will be Star Wars. It's
0: because we are we John Boyega fans, but also We nerds, hate
1: Star Wars. And we
0: hate Star Wars. We We're hate, Star hate Star Wars.
1: Fight us. That's an edit point, because we just spent easily 15 minutes talking, talking about... Talking about Star Wars! And how much we hate George it's Lucas.
0: so bad! And we
1: hate you, George. Anyway.
0: As if you ever did... <clears throat>
1: No more. No more. The end. Yeah. Okay, um, so which John Boyega film do you want to talk about first? Because we've picked two out of his... Uh, oeuvre. oeuvre. Uh.
0: So there is uh, Pacific Rim 2,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, a John Boyega film, subtitle, yes. a John Boyega film, and um, Attack, Attack the Block. A John Boyega film. Absolutely. Possibly
1: his first film. He's definitely very young in it. Yeah, I think he It was he the first been. time I've seen him act, and I remember sitting in the cinema being like... That guy's a real good actor. I hope he gets famous. He did, and he did. He did.
0: Um, yeah, I I saw Attack the Block uh, at a friend's place when I was like sixteen.
1: Do you remember anything about the plot?
0: Yeah, I remember that there are aliens. I remember that they're on a in a council estate. Uh, the new Doctor Who is in it. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, uh, Attack the Block opens, yes, in a council estate, um, with a young woman um, walking through the council estate, and she is mugged by a gang of youths.
0: One of whom is John Belaga.
1: One of whom is John Beleger. Now... Uh, as the film progresses, like y- you get ominous rumblings that something more is happening here. Mm-hmm. But you also go further into like the lives and livelihoods of these youths who mug. John. So you almost immediately thrust into it like an empathetic position with them. Right, which more than wonder films do.
0: Absolutely, it is. Is is she the is she the audience sympathy character? Is initially that the idea, right. initially,
1: but then almost immediately no, All right. because you follow then uh, John Boyega's character Moses and his gang, and he is, you know, I say his gang; it's his it's his mates. Yeah, um, and they they hang about, and they um, they they have some kind of vague connection to the local actual gang who uh is is like getting, you know, Moses and his mates to you know, courier drugs for them, and their friends with the bloke who has a huge weed farm in his yard and like it's not even in his yard in his room in his it's room, it's of course, it's, because... it's his weed room yeah um but into this like pretty realistic
0: that's sad because because that would have probably been the case before all weed in the uk was just like grown in enormous horrible farms by slaves
1: i mean oh, it well. probably still is both yeah. Probably okay. there are slave farm uh, weed and there's also you know Ron's weed Room weed.
0: capitalism is so complicated and magical
1: magical's not the word I would have used anyway so into this quite realistic context suddenly also it's it's bonfire night
0: so ah, okay. so there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of cops ro- ro- roaming around because a lot of just you know in general wildness Wildness occurs okay. on bonfire yeah. night
0: yeah
1: um fireworks and so on and so forth into this are some weird... Meteorites fall, of course, and one of them has a toothy alien in, and the kids go to like investigate, Mm -hmm. and it attacks them, and they beat it to death because it attacks them and it's real toothy, and And they're like
0: on their council estate. It's
1: on their council estate. It's in the playground.
0: That's not good.
1: No, so they then like take it back up to Ron's wee room, being like, "Yeah, Moses, you killed it. Good job." But then a bunch of other aliens come, and they. Right. Not even revenge. Like it, it. turns out to be pheromones, but it turns into this like very, from it this like very realistic social, um, a documentary sort yeah, of yeah, thing yeah. style. Well, not e- not even that realistic. Like it's fun. It's it's yeah. goofy. Like the kids are like, the kids are very realistic kids. Sure. Um, you then move into this straight up alien film where they are attempting to protect themselves inside the block. Uh, you know, the council estate, you know, the the woman who they mugged initially, she's A, a nurse, and B, lives in their block. And there's this right. interesting little moment where they're like, oh, if we If we knew we wouldn't have... If we knew you lived here, we wouldn't have robbed you. And she's like, okay, fuck off. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she initially, like, ignores them, which is a cool move. Um, yeah. But they end up teaming up. Um, and, 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 you know, I think maybe two or three of the children die. Oh, Jesus. As well as, like, some adults. But yeah. it was still absolutely... Like, shocking and horrifying. But yeah. Again, it's a little bit of social realism. Show me. Black and brown children die in England all the time! Hey.
0: Capitalism. Capitalism. It's... It's, it is. Mm. Uh,
1: anyway, so the the end of the film, they um, they blow up the aliens. Uh, Moses, you know, who is revealed to be, I think, 15, right. 14, maybe. Right. Like, you have one scene where this, you know, Jodie Comer, who he earlier mugged, sees his bedroom and she realises he lives pretty much alone. Mm. There's a shitty Spider-Man sleeping bag on the bed. And Mm. you get, like, the the depths of of poverty. Like, he has come across as, like, a capable, relatively mature character. And you realise he's a child and he has become this hero to his friend's... Mm. out of necessity mm. and he now has saved the block Yeah. and at the end of the film he gets arrested oh fuck because he, as far as the cops can tell he's destroyed a lot of property possibly yeah. killed a cop because a cop has died as well thanks to aliens
0: Yeah.
1: and blown up a, an apartment fuck. block but while he is in the back of the, the paddy wagon yeah. with one of his mates the whole block is cheering his name Hmm. Moses. Moses. And that's where the film ends. He's in he's in a police he's in police custody. Wow. Okay. So the reason I was talking earlier about Plan C intentional communities. Yeah. Uh, council housing, initially, yeah. kind of an intentional community.
0: Yeah, absolutely it was.
1: But that did fail. Let's be real.
0: It failed. It failed. It but failed. You, you get this very For a complex. Complex, 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 social, of reasons, capitalism. Yeah. It was capitalism. It was, it was that,
1: um, but also, you have this idea of uh, this new community, this mm. new intentional community, now developing inside the council housing, which is no longer what it was meant to be, but it is now. We're going to protect each other.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because um, the there's something about the space of a council house that mm. that generates. Well, I mean, I mean, what am I saying? There are specific Factors in the space of a council house that that generates community, which is what council house architecture, mm-hmm. which was which was brutalist architecture, not all of it,
1: but the vast but, majority, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah um, was a obviously brutalist because it's cheap, um, and b uh, incorporated a lot of elements of brutalism, such as like floating streets and mm. um, like outside communal mm. areas mm. that were. Also, security, right? This is another thing. Like before, like the CCTV camera, the idea was to like minimise dark corners. Right? And
1: and the film the film does this like really well because you have uh, the communal garage space being really important to the role. You have the hallways being always well lit. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that these the the aliens that come after them are real dark. They are black. They absorb light. Oh cool. But they have fluorescent teeth, so you can tell where they are because of their teeth. Right. Which is an absolutely horrifying little piece of visual That is horrible. Um, yeah. But but yeah, you see you see this being used as like um yeah that they're moving through these well lit spaces a lot of the time
0: that's really interesting
1: they retreat into the block to protect themselves they retreat specifically into Ron's weed room because he has great security on his door that he
0: fucking does yeah well absolutely yeah because the, the and this is like why why cops and i guess people started hating council houses was because they were like fortresses exactly that were that were like was safe and communal Often not always of course, often in the inside, and mm. completely impregnable and like un ungettable on the outside um, yeah. which puts people on edge and it's so they're interesting in the sense that they they are they are very much communities within and of themselves in mm. a very like tight Nick. coherent way spatially, but not, uh, rather than communities in the sense of like a diffuse network of like Variously interacting actors, which is sort of what I guess like we now often think of communities as. I
1: feel like that's what I think of as a neighborhood
0: Mm. because I, yeah,
1: you know, uh, I do live in a currently in a council uh, house flat. We do have a a, we rent privately through a landlord, but that doesn't affect the sense of community that I have
0: with the people who are you were chatting to your neighbors. Yeah, like we, ch- we chat in the lifts. Yeah, yeah. So that's never happened to me in my in my non council house block of apartments where I live. Jesus,
1: to, I'll give you two anecdotes. Literally yesterday, um, I locked myself out of the apartment. Uh, didn't like we literally just left the keys inside, and went out. Yeah. As soon as I got outside the door, which I closed behind me, I realised what had happened. So I went downstairs, uh, talked to the concierge, who's there from, you know, five to midnight, five pm to midnight. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you okay? What's happening? You can use my phone, you can use a pen. Do you want to sit down? I'll get a fan, I'll plug the fan in. Do you want a cup of tea? He is not paid to do that. And he is paid to watch the CCTV. And as oh, I was man. sitting there in the foyer waiting for the locksmith to come,
0: yeah,
1: um, my neighbour who lives across the hall came over and was like, "What are you doing out here?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, Emmett, we got uh, we locked ourselves out of the apartment." Mm. And he was like, "Ah, oh, you got that lock? I had that lock knocked off for ages ago." And we had a long <laughs> chat. As I was sitting down there, like two other lads, were came in and they were like, Emmett, how you going, bruv?" And they invited me to a party on Thursday.
0: <laughs>
1: and like, so I have, so, so they're, they're just real friendly because I, I live here. We live yeah. together. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. there's a bloke in the, in the room across the hall who we share an iron with because neither of us need an iron that often. All so we'll just knock nine, on the yeah. door and be like, Hey, do you need, can, can I, I borrow the iron? Yeah.
0: How did that start? I'm just really curious.
1: I, I think, I, I don't know. That's... I don't know. I like. that. We, we a have lot. a bloke who lives above us who uh, will periodically come over and be like, "Hey, do you have any matches? Yeah, we have matches. Have, have some matches, light a cigarette." Mm. Like, at, but also a couple of months ago, we had uh, two days I think where we had no running water in this building. Nice. Which is obviously really distressing and like talking to the council, they were like, "You know, someone's being sent out. It's been out here." Blah, blah blah. It mm. was like it was a really hot day as well, but. What I found really interesting was that everybody in the building was talking to each other about what to do, of course. about where to buy water, what strategies. There was a woman downstairs who was like, "Oh yeah, uh, in Nigeria where I'm from, you would, um, you know, you have your drinking water and you keep that separate to your washing water. And once you have washed your dishes or your hair, you can put it in the toilet to flush your toilet." And like everyone's giving each other advice. It's a community. Yeah,
0: yeah. And this is I was um, just recently reading um, Rebecca Solnit on. Uh, what she calls the disaster utopias which is like the... Yeah, I've read this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. It's a good book. Uh, which is like, yeah, like the, the utopian communities, uh, ob- like objectively unintentional communities that occur in the wake of a disaster when essentially neoliberal capitalism loses its control over an area because yeah. because the roads don't work. And... The buildings don't exist, or whatever. The police you know. can't get to the you. The police can't get to you, and the army can't get there. And people obviously have to survive, and they create communities. And this That's is like community. this is this is like attested over and over again by people who've like lived through disaster, being like, yeah, like we obviously support each other, and we had a good time because for like this weird two week period. No one was trying to sell each other anything. Everyone was looking out for each other because we had to. Um,
1: and you do that in a council house because you're always in a disaster, and the disaster is your. Exactly, poor. This, is,
0: this, is, this is just what I was about to say. Yeah, exactly. That's that's. I think the main difference, and I think one of the reasons that people, yeah, don't like council houses in the sense that they're they're fortresses, is that there are fortresses where everyone is looking out for each other inside. Yeah, and that is that is terrifying and in, to people outside, to yeah. people outside, and in. Um, A non-council house place where you're all either from different backgrounds and, like, levels of wealth and income and or just, like, just not joined by the crisis of being poor, then everyone suddenly becomes far more edgy
1: Mm. about. At Mm. least
0: that's what I find in my block, which is mostly just old people who own their, their apartments that are there. Yeah, I mean, with living in... There's no, there's no community spirit in there at all.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of old people who live here and old people who do own where they live, but again, because they owned it because the state gave it to them, I think it's a different thing. I think it's a different
0: thing. Also, I think it's the fact that in a council house, the people who run the house in the... ultimately, are the council, Mm. and that... Is very different mm. to it being run by right, a like. manager or a management committee or whatever. It's just very different because it makes the very idea of housing more connected to the idea of politics, mm. right? Yes, because, yeah, that, because that's state, all, It's all part of the same. The, s- trajectory. the state takes care yeah. of you. Yeah, exactly. I mean
1: that you go to the state to solve your problems. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Sometimes the state does not take care of you, and then you can. No, but
1: like that's who you write claim, a letter. That's who you yeah. complain to, and like ideally, that's I guess who you vote. In or out, out or out, out as
0: well. That would also be ideal.
1: I mean, that's not always how elections work. Okay, um, quick, quick, quick. Um, let's not get sad. So, but it's uh, so easy. Attack the block. Shh, sh, sh, sh. Everything's fine. Attack the block. Is it utopian?
0: I'm really interested by the ending, right? Mm. Because
1: it's again, it comes back to the realism that it opened with.
0: Right. Yeah. The absolutely. The aliens are
1: dead. That communal enemy is gone.
0: So I guess let's if we're if yeah exactly so That's just what I was about to say. So like if we are in a science fiction film, the the aliens are there to jolt you out of your reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole point of point of the aliens or the faster than light drive or the time machine or whatever you know. Um, so in this film, w- what is the what is the the jolt that the aliens are bringing to the film. What is the what is the this the space? What is the shape and the size of the distance between reality and whatever it is that the aliens are doing?
1: I mean, it's barely there because you literally have a scene mid film when uh, the kids are hiding out, and you know Moses yeah. says like they're they're talking about like oh where do you think they came from? Mm. And Moses says. Probably the government sent them. Right, I was just yeah. about to they, ask. they, these, they send yeah. drugs, they send guns, they send knives. Now they're just sending aliens to kill black sure. boys. And
0: it's like, well, fuck. fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, like, because like, like if and, you, if, and
1: the, the, his friends laugh at him, uh, or, or, or like his like love interest kisses her teeth. Which yeah. I don't know if you've ever had your teeth kissed. You, someone kiss their teeth at you. It's like what uh, black women do to power up. <laughs> it's so intimidating.
0: It's it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Especially if the person in question is someone you fancy. Oh, God.
1: Or, like, just, just, like, standing behind you in the line for the bus or something. Oh, God. I love it.
0: But it's I... Also, it's also the moment... I mean, also, bus stops, utopias, or yeah. very often. Um, the moment in, on the, in the bus... The moment at the bus stop where the bus is going to be late and we all
1: tell each other and we all
0: tell each other the bus is going to be late and it's just like and then like someone comes up and you're like the bus is late and they're like
1: interesting intersection uh one time i was standing at a bus stop waiting for like 10 minutes arrived i i was waiting and for like 10 minutes i looked at my watch and i i looked at my phone i was like oh extinction rebellion a blocking a like, the bus isn't coming! And I had to tell people, I was like, yeah, there's a protest on the bridge. And all of the people at the bus stop around me were not white. Yeah. English is a second language. Yeah. Uh, this was, like, middle of the city. These were, it was after, like, the normal work hours. These people are catching a bus. They were the people who had been cleaning offices. Yep. They were the people who had been, like, working the service jobs. One of them was wearing a pret uniform, okay?
0: But don't you understand... Climate change affects all of us.
1: Okay, the podcast can't see this, but I'm flipping Raph off. Yeah. The po- yes. Yeah.
0: We should talk about it, Sister burn at some point, because, because, boy, do I have thoughts!
1: Look, we all have thoughts. I, okay, yes, look...
0: Okay, yeah, so what I was saying about Attack the Block from uh, what it sounds like in my vague memory of it um, is that, yeah, it feels like the aliens are just the cops again, you know? Just the cops redux. The cops, but it's an action film with with aliens, you know? Like, Mm. it's just, it's the the force of the state which is uh, arbitrary Mm -hmm. and always, like, violent and... It's the
1: force of the state... Compressed. So instead of a long period of the state killing you, the aliens do it real fast. Real
0: quick with fluorescent teeth, and they suck out light. Which is, if that is not a hackneyed metaphor that I love, then I don't care about hackneyed metaphors anymore. You can't,
1: you can't see the aliens until they bare their teeth.
0: Beautiful, right? Isn't that fucking great? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so is it a utopia? Well, no. I mean, I think it's, it's got strong elements of utopian community building in it and yes
1: I really like the idea that it's based in the council housing estate which was originally a utopian project Yeah,
0: and in a way putting another um, putting a science fiction film mm. in a council estate is in a way kind of revitalising that image Mm. Isn't it? Because you know, not only is it like yes, all of the people in the estate have come together to defeat the aliens and cheer on Moses when he, of course, gets arrested because that is, of course, what happens to the black person. Um, uh, but but because um, it's it's almost like like the original point of the council estate is suddenly
1: revitalized. emerges revitalized
0: emerges back in the back in the world mm. in a way where it had been lost over the previous 50 years. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah.
1: I really like that film. Mm. I really like that film. I'm not sure if it would stand up to me watching it uh, a third time, because I've seen it twice. Yeah, sure. Um, But I'm I'm really glad that it exists. And I'm really glad that it launched Sean Baker and his career, in which he's won at least one BAFTA.
0: And hopefully many, many more. Which brings us to... Pacific Rim 2. Pacific Rim 2!
1: Which uh, Raph and I saw together in the cinema with uh, my partner Simon. And those two, Raph and Simon, loved it so much! Like, I liked it, I didn't like it as much as Pacific Room 1.
0: Oh, I disagree. You too
1: liked Pacific Room 2 better than Pacific Room 1, just justify this position.
0: Um, I seem to recall that I spend most of the my I mean I mean Dom and I are quite noisy. Uh, when we see media, uh, especially live media, we, we're very noisy about that live media.
1: I mean a film doesn't count as live media, babe. What? When we are audience members
0: It's the fake theater!
1: When we are audience members, we. Geeta be- board will hear about this. Get put away your board, Ouija board. All right. It's coming back. It's not. It's put it away. Okay. I don't care about Ouija board. That's good. Don't care about your Ouija board. Weirdo- Ouija
0: board. The board, Ouija board. Shut up. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. So it's
1: hot, and I'm drinking beer. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're all drinking beer. This is this is what's happening. Um,
1: Pacific Rim Two.
0: Pacific Room Two. We is make a
1: lot of noise in the cinema
0: because it's a masterpiece. Um, so most most of the noise, admittedly, of Pacific Rim Two is because Pacific Rim Two is a film essentially calculated, potentially by supercomputers, to
1: appeal to us. To
0: appeal to us. You know, it is it a film perfectly designed to encapsulate all the things I enjoy about about action films. Uh,
1: It does also have the idea of intentional community, except the intentional community is also, you know, kind of the military. It's... It's not quite the military, because it's not uh, we are setting up an army in case of any attack. It is specifically, I think it's called the Pan-Pacific Rim Defence Force or something like that.
0: Which is, I mean, I have so many feelings about Pacific Rim and also, like, earthquakes. And the whole thing is great. But, like, essentially, so... um... The
1: disaster communism is very much in place. Nations have broken down their boundaries because we have the common enemy
0: of... We start our podcast and name our podcast after a speech in Pacific Rim 1. Why... What is it that we like so much about that speech, Dom?
1: Two, two main things. First of all, Idris Elba's voice. Oh, it's so important to me. My... It's so important. And we're not just like, oh, Idris Elba, real sexy. Like, that is not the most important thing about it. No, no, no,
0: no, no. He's a Shakespearean actor giving him his fucking Shakespearean best.
1: But he's giving his Shakespearean best in a working class accent.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: He's cancelling the apocalypse. Not cancelling the apocalypse. He's cancelling the apocalypse. <sighs> So important that he's doing his, like, he's an incredible speaker and he has chosen, because he's a, he's a perfect accent guy, and he can do any accent he likes, he has chosen to sound like he is working class.
0: Yeah.
1: That's very important to it me. It is,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: And also the content of it is like, we're at the end of our hope, you know, we are coming together at a time when we thought we couldn't do anymore and we are going to do what we have to do. To survive. Yeah. So important. Yeah. And what I think is interesting about Pacific Rim 2 is it happens... Oh, what? How, like... T- t- what, 20, 20,
0: 10, t- 10, 20 years? 10,
1: 20 years after? Yeah. I mean...
0: So, and it's interesting, right, because... Yeah, no, go on. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, because it's it's taken... You know, like, the first movie was a fluke. The 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 giant sea monsters, the Kaiju, should have, should have completely obliterated them, and in fact almost did, but luckily, Bill band. All very the action film. Save the day. Nick of time. Pacific Rim Two starts with like we're gearing up for this now. This is a big. It's a project. It's like yeah, a, we,
1: we are we are making a this planetary
0: project. A
1: planetary project in case it happens again. And yeah. oh gosh, it does because it turns out they weren't totally destroyed. They are
0: in fact being bred.
1: Yeah, they are being bred instead of being a, a stupid force. Of almost like standing in for the environment, of just like animals coming and you know, crunching yeah. on things.
0: Climate change, earthquakes, whatever, you know. Now
1: yeah. it's capitalism. It's absolutely. they are intentionally coming here like colonists, yep. destroying our strong points to and take over the planet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they're being and they're being generated by a corporation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. such a good film. Um yeah, and so Tell me about the tell me about like the most intentional community aspects that you like enjoy the most in it. So I mean you you are specifically talking about um, the whatever it's called. The, the base. The,
1: the Pan Pacific Defense Force.
0: The main the main base that's in like Hong Kong or somewhere where they're all like gearing up. The Shatter Oh, the Shatter Dome. It's a great name. Yeah.
1: I mean, a couple of things. Like it has this like this sort of like in joke of um, food is all labelled perfectly generically. So, like, <laughs> yeah. beer is just... It's just a white sticker that says beer on it. Yeah. Um, and the ice cream. Just white sticker. Especially just-
0: really funny because... If I recall correctly, like... Because, like, the scene with the ice cream, which is... John
1: Boyega eats a lot of ice cream. John Boyega
0: eats a lot of ice cream, and he's, he's just, like, getting all the all the bits of the ice cream. And it's, like, it's a really great sundae that he's constructing. Out, out of, of, like, out generically of labelled, labelled like, a, like, enormous, enormous tubs, I'm pretty sure, of, like, sprinkles. sprinkles shit. Yeah.
1: Like, like a man who has grown up in military conditions. Yeah. It doesn't occur to him... Actually, no. You know what? I'm wrong. Opening scene of the film... He's well, talking yeah. about the fact that he grew up post-apocalyptically and you see him kiss some branded product. I don't even remember what the branded product was. But the idea is, like, he roams around finding, like, uh, abandoned luxury spots and, and you know, branded shit, whether it's yeah. Coca-Cola or whatever, because that's not made anymore because we are after the apocalypse. But, but what I think it really canceled. interesting
0: is that... Yeah, right, so the, the, there was an apocalypse which got cancelled, but now... It's happened anyway, because we've had to put all of our planetary money and resources into building a fuck-off big wall Yeah. against giant monsters which from do. the sea, which do, in fact, come, and the wall yeah. does help.
1: And you got to get in a robot and believe in the power of friendship real hard. <laughs> so good! <laughs> so important! So good, I <laughs> love this film. Oh, it's such a good film.
0: Um... Yeah, I find it really interesting that the apocalypse there is absolutely our fault. Like, like, it's, and it's our fault in the sense, there's...
1: I mean, it's mentioned as our fault in the first one. It took, uh, one of the characters talks about, one of the scientists talks about, like, um, us doing what we do to the climate made it more appealing to them.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're creating a little hothouse for them. Mm. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, Why do you, okay... I like the international community because it has a sense of people coming together in disaster, people breaking down national borders. None of the complaints in the film are ever like, you're from a different country. It's like, you're not committed enough to this project. That's why people don't like... That's where all the internal conflict comes from. It's like, you ran away from your responsibility to this project, you jerk.
0: Or like, you don't have the right kind of hemispheres for... for, I don't know. For friendship.
1: And you have this idea of John Boyega, who is, you know, uh, Idris Elba's character, Stacker Pentecost, he is <laughs> uh, or some other stupid name, Pentecost. Yes. I've forgotten. What's John Boyega's fil- name in this film?
0: I can't remember. I will look it up for you on Wikipedia while you talk, if you'd like.
1: Okay, so John Boyega's Pentecost Jr. in this film, he has to step up because he spent so long... Running away from his like it's generational just Jake. responsibility. Jake Pentecost. Jake. Okay, I guess if you're stacky, you want to give your kid a. Oh yeah, it's name. also called
0: Pacific Grim Uprising. Not Pacific Grim 2. It's called Pacific Grim 2. I don't know who you're trying to convince. Uprising's
1: not bad.
0: Yeah, but,
1: but that's what we called it. Pacific Grim too. Pacific Grim 2. It's, it's jump. It's Pacific Grim two colon John Boyega.
0: <laughs> colon John Boyega colon Uprising.
1: John Boyega, goddamn! Look at him.
0: <laughs> I mean, just really now. Come on. Uprising. Yeah. Jake Pentecost.
1: Jake Jake Pentecost has yep. been running away from his responsibilities, but he it learns But in... he
0: runs into trouble. Sure. We haven't mentioned what's her name yet. The girl. Hmm. What's her name? What her name I? is Amara Namani. Oh god. That's it's a poor name. Yeah. Okay, it's
1: not so a name. Jake Pentecost becomes Friends and allies with uh, Amara, who I think lost her parents to um, to the alien attacks?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. And and um, she is has like built, a brilliant mech pilot. She's she, built
1: her own small mech, and that becomes important later. So there's this idea of, it's not just the, the, the huge intentional community, it's new people coming into
0: the community. Absolutely, it has to be revitalized. And I, find this very, I find this very important. Is that, is that obviously in the first film, the, the community that they're building, this like defense force, is, mm. is so new because, you know, it's only been unlike... I can't actually remember how it exists in the first place. I think it's... It's, 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 a, it's a couple of years the UN set it up or something.
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. And Some wave thing.
0: Um, and it's full of like fresh talent and they're all mm. brilliant and young and they're very like... Um, I'm not defending the film and this game, even though I am kind of fascinated by the film and game. Mm because it is the
1: podcast can't see it but I'm flipping you up again That's just you know
0: um yeah but it's like it's like Ender's game or i don't know like the Hunt Games or like a million other films so it's where really young, young the people young, you know the young beautiful cadets all making making
1: their new rules exactly, for the first time exactly and then in specific room too it's kind of calcified you see a slightly older uh Mori i remember that name Yep. Uh, and then she dies early in the in the first act of the film uh, which is very sad but it's also like this is one of the things that forces the new generation to step up and to Absolutely. take Absolutely. I, I think
0: it's a perfect moment because it, it makes us um, realise that like the battles of film one are not the battles of film two, even mm. when the battles themselves are the same battles. Because if you had the money and the time to make mechas fight kaiju, you do that.
1: Mm.
0: No questions asked. Exactly, but the, the 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 ideal ideology, exception of the battles, is very different. I,
1: I also do find it interesting that like the the um, one of the scientists from the first film n- who has a stupid name. N-
0: oh, n- Newton. Oh yeah, isn't it Newt? Newt, isn't it not mute Newt
1: or Newton? One of those. Yeah. Or like n- yeah, Newt.
0: I've got you covered. Um, not Oh yeah, Newton. Newton Geisler.
1: Newton Geisler. Yeah. Okay, so Newton Geisler has been has been, so initially you think he's been corrupted by money because he's working for a corporation rather than the Defence Corps, which Herman oh, yeah. is still working for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you realise he's been corrupted by the aliens. He's of being course. controlled, mind controlled by the aliens, which is a great little piece of like is it the corporation? No, it's the aliens You are the corporation. <laughs> Ooh! Oh,
0: yeah, I find, again, so like um, it, just in terms of um, robots punching aliens, yeah.
1: um,
0: which is, which is right. I, th- I think is a core theme of the film to which I, I do feel drawn to return, mostly because it made me yell in the cinema when the robots punched, punched the, the aliens. aliens. It was good. It was good. Um, I found it interesting that obviously what this film, the films kind of t- tell us, right or educate us about, is that um, if you meet a problem like aliens, you can punch it. Mm, right. If you, you if you meet a problem like giant monstrous nature gone like wild because of the damage that humans have done to the environment, humans can technologize, accelerate, and punch it.
1: But only because of friendship. But only because
0: of friendship.
1: Though I feel like there's a line, perhaps in the first film, where one of the characters says, "You know the 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 Jaeger, the robot suit." Mm. Um, you know, allows you to walk up to the hurricane and tear it apart, something like that. Yeah, so sure. it's very, it's very directly like the kaiju are a force of nature, and yes. here they are much more
0: uh, cunning soldiers. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they completely change, right? They become like the, they become like the alien invasion, which has been, which is like popular. Mm. But also, there's, st- I find, I think they're still. Be- I don't know. I feel like because the apocalypse or the yeah because the apocalypse in the second film is kind of made by by us
1: because the apocalypse is already here because the
0: apocalypse is already here and it's ongoing Mm. and because the apocalypse I find this very interesting the fact that the apocalypse is not because the aliens or the hurricanes or whatever attacked us it's because we were trying to we're trying to stop them Mm. so much that we destroy ourselves ourselves. Um, and therefore the aliens. In a way, I feel like the aliens have to be made more kind of cunning and diabolical and mind controlly and almost like more on a level with humans. Just mm. because you know, mute like you know keeps one in a tank and it whispers words to him in a very kind of like he gives it a name. kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Calls it Alice. Yeah, exactly. It like oh yeah, it like it brings them down to the same level as the humans because then we can like finish them off in like a human way and then we can get back to fixing the mess that we made because finally the horror is over
1: you see it for a second at the end of the first film and you see it a little, a little bit more detail in this film you actually see the aliens I think they're called the precursors who are sending the Kaiju through oh yeah who it's are like... bipedal humanoid that's figures, right as they're opposed very like to the, oh, no as opposed to the Kaiju who are very you know animalistic yeah. so it is that idea of we, we bring them onto into our level. Yeah. Which is horrifying! The
0: worst! The worst! But it also allows us to not have to deal with fixing climate change, or not have to deal with with, um, trying to work out solutions for fixing climate change, because the second film is almost like, well, we tried fixing climate change, we built all of these... Cool robots. Cool robots, and a wall to fix climate change, which, frankly, is probably what we're going to do, because... Well, I was thinking about this recently, and it's like, like it is daft to think that uh, well, governments uh, are not going to get on to trying to stop climate change because it involves because it's a risk to capital, right? But like, but, but the way that's going to happen is not going to be by building loads and loads of renewable energy stations. It's going to yeah. be by building fucking big walls.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that I, it was interesting about uh, the the Plan C festival. Fast forward was the amount of discussions about how uh interconnected climate change and the uh and migration are because mm-hmm. there's a i think francesca miles who's a, a stand-up comedian uh she's also disabled has a joke about um you know some someone once asked her what do you call non-disabled people and she said uh we call them the not yet disabled because <laughs> either age or injury will get you or yeah. you'll be dead Um, I love that. And one thing that I realized during this this weekend was anyone who isn't already a migrant, and we're both migrants, Mm. but anyone who isn't already a refugee, anyone who isn't a displaced person is simply... Not by choice, yeah. Simply a not yet displaced person.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: that is going to happen as, like, in the next couple of years, you know, climate crisis, borders are going to fluctuate. I mean, there's already borders inside... Countries to extent like to, whenever whenever you go to an airport you are encountering the border for ver- various different nations yeah. through the, blah 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 like, but that's going to become even more porous and complex and there's going to be you know, even more opportunities for you to be jailed for a a, a flaw in your paperwork or whatever, yeah. and we are all going to be displaced people, yeah, and I think that's something that like while I love Pacific Rim Pacific Rim 2 oh. that is something that isn't ever really addressed because you only see the inside of the intentional communities where they are set on the goal of fixing the problem. You never see the rest of the world, not really.
0: Also, that's a very good point. Um,
1: you never see the, the, the block. No. You never see the place where people just live.
0: No, absolutely. And the, and the place where, where whatever you do, mm. you will always end up in the back of the cocker. You know that thing, and also yeah, because because the is this is it actually called the shadow dome?
1: It's called the shadow dome. It's a
0: very important name um, because it is also meritocracy in the sense that, that the these are, are the best and brightest.
1: And we've got them from around the world, and we've got a very diverse cast, and that's really cool. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, well, exactly,
0: because that's the whole magic of the meritocracy, is that, is that it doesn't see race and it doesn't see borders. So, of course, you will find the best and brightest from across the world. It only makes, it only makes sense that, like, you know... But it's like, yeah, and then, the, like, this is the thing. It's like, it's like what does the kaiju-slash-hurricane-slash-earthquake destroy first? the block yeah because it's not built to withstand that kind of stuff or it's built on a swamp or you know it's all this stuff um Pacific Rim 2 utopian what's going on there an intentional community for sure a community where everyone helps each other, where everyone supports each other, and where you are also... A cooperative, basically, right? Yeah, like where a cooperatively-owned we... robot factory where we are all also looking out for the society around us and We're trying to make that better.
1: Dealing with the the ongoing crisis. Yeah. Yes, definitely utopian. Yeah, I'm we, are, be... we are facing the ongoing crisis, yeah. and we're tearing it apart with robot hands and the power of friendship.
0: Yeah, I think, despite the fact that I... Th- I agree with you in the sense that I think Pacific Rim 1 was just, like, a tight, excellent film about all of these things, in a way that Pacific Rim 2 is a little bit more diffuse and just a bit of a different world. I think Pacific Rim 2 also captures that, like, we're living through crisis kind of mode very well, because you don't... You can't really escape that and I think mm. that's kind of what it, what it reflects because obviously yeah okay you closed the gate you fucked up the world
1: the world is, is recovering yeah, yeah. Um, so. people are recovering yeah I mean if I, I suppose uh, pretty obviously I feel like Pacific Rim 2 is more utopian than Attack the Block but I think they're sure. both really interesting texts that take concepts of utopia and address them in very different ways but because they're both about capitalism, yeah, um,
0: and about the way that its its effects are like total mm, and
1: absolute, a- affecting every every part of life. Yeah, yeah, I find I and, think and I violent, find that interesting. violent. We yeah. see the violent end of capitalism in both of these films. Yeah,
0: no, okay, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Also, um, obviously, uh, if there isn't already, there needs to be a John Boyega. Ultimate timeline, which explains the relationship of each of John Boyega's characters to the John Boyega being who yeah. lives all of these lives. Moses, so
1: Moses changes his name to Stacker Pentecost.
0: Yeah, obviously because like like he you know in all of the chaos of the first kaiju attack, he ends up on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, t- totally. And then he gives birth to Jake Pentecost, who is the clone material for the guy from Star Wars. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how that connects to all of his other more serious non sci-fi films.
0: Yeah, but it's okay because George Lucas can fuck off. Do on.
1: Fuck off, George Lucas. We love you, John Boyega.
0: John Boyega come on our podcast Uh,
1: you have better things I'm so glad you won a bath to John Boyega we're really proud of you we love you John
0: Um, we hate you George this has been uh, Cancelling the Apocalypse with uh, Raph that's me and Dom
1: that's me I'm drunk now sorry
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna go and just unwind and hydrate